Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. Please be seated. I have a second text. Also, we will talk about Philippians 4 in parallel. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is a time of anxieties. Christmas. Now, we Lutherans have Advent to sort of soak it up. We can't shop seven days a week because at least one night a week we're to be at Advent services. But other people seem to be worried about exactly the right gift. You know, uh, I've seen the Lexus commercials. Big bow on the Lexus, the year to remember. Yes, you will remember high property taxes and big maintenance costs. It is a reliable car, but you know, they all break down. What about other things like uh, relatives? You know, relatives can be a source of tension, relatively speaking. Sometimes you like them and sometimes you don't, but you don't have any choice about seeing them. Then, of course, there's the old, I don't know what to buy for you, and I'm anxious that I won't get the right thing, so you won't like me anymore. Just buy them a sausage, that's good enough. And Christmas card lists, should I take that one off? I haven't gotten a card in three years. We use several euphemisms for this pressure. And of course, around here, there's all kinds of other pressure, like, wow, if I don't get an A, I won't be a pastor. Well, if you get a B, you'll still be a pastor. Other things might mess you up, but Bs won't do it. We use concern for worry sometimes, you know. The Bible says don't worry, so we just switch the word concern, and then if we don't switch to that word, we switch to anxiety, and then maybe we switch to having cares. But it's all really about the same thing. It's about somehow we don't trust that it's going to work out. We don't trust that God really loves us. Now that's sin. It's sin to not trust God. It's sin to not trust that our friends will still be our friends, even if we don't buy them something. But in essence, there is this thing we don't want really to turn to Jesus. We don't really want to depend on him. And you see, I think that's what the Philippians 4 text is about. You know, we have this Lord. He's coming in majesty and power. Think about the anxieties they must have been feeling in Bethlehem, right next to Jerusalem, which was going to be besieged by a huge army. 
Well, the army's going to be outside the city, and guess where they're going to camp out? Bethlehem. And they're going to take all the food from Bethlehem, they're going to take all the water from Bethlehem, all the wine and all the oil and everything else. The 7-Eleven will just be out of stuff. And it will be a bad time. Not to mention a bad time for Jerusalem. Somehow our concerns over Christmas gifts and grades, assignments, family problems and issues seem a slight bit small compared to an actual siege by real Assyrians. Now, you might say, but Dost, it's easy to say we should stop worrying, but the problems are so great, I have to worry. You can't understand, and I worry too. But you see, stopping worrying is like trying to stop hiccups by willpower. You ever had the hiccups? Like a bad case, lasting a few hours. And you say, boy, I don't want another hiccup. And guess what? There's another hiccup. All the ways I have seen to stop hiccups involve distraction. So somebody walks up to the other person and yells in their ear, and they jump, and the hiccups are gone. Or they make them eat peanut butter off a butter knife. Or they do any one of a number of things, drinking 24-ounce glasses of water while holding their nose or whatever. And after this kind of inquisitorial trauma, the hiccups are gone. But God tells us to do this very same kind of thing with our worries. He tells us to traumatize our sinful nature by getting on our knees and praying. Wow. Can you imagine what happens to the devil when the reaction to worry, anxiety, concern, stress, and all that stuff, which we call anfechtungen, you know, when the reaction is that we pray? Well, the devil's not going to want to send any of that stuff your way if you're praying every time it happens. But even if he does, the weapon of prayer is there. And Paul tells us this. He tells us when the Assyrians are at the door, rejoice and pray and make petitions and be thankful. This burns out the worries. There's no room for them. But also, Paul would have us do something else. Note the parallel between the texts. There is no room for anything but the Lord in both texts. And the result of both things, having a great Lord and bringing our petitions to the great Lord, is that we are at peace. We don't have to worry about a thing. Christ was born for us, special 
came down from heaven. Yeah, he was born in a stable. Please, if you're preaching Christmas sermons, don't say he was born in a manger. That would be a problem. He was born for us. He took upon himself everything that separates us from God. He took away everything that separates us from one another. That sin that so easily burdens us, he has taken to the cross. But this is the part Lutherans don't spend a lot of time on. He's going to come back and set things right. Oh, I know. Oh, the dispensationalists, they have all that worked out in great detail, even dates. We don't bother with that level of detail, but we should remember that it's not over at the cross. One thing is over. Then there is the resurrection, an even greater thing. Then there is the return, an even greater thing. We don't have to worry or be anxious, concerned, or whatever about what to do either. God has an agenda for us. We love Ephesians chapter 2, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And we think Paul is a true Lutheran in that passage, even LCMS. But then we stop, and the next verse is left off. The result of this is the following. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. They are all ready, ready for you. And so, you see, it's not just praying, but Paul also tells us to burn out our worries, anxieties, our distrust of the Lord Jesus by working hard. There's no time to worry if you're working hard. Now, of course, those good works don't save us, but saved people exert themselves for the kingdom. So what then are we to do as Christians who trust our Lord, trusting in our Lord and Savior? Our first response is that prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. But when we are not doing that, there is the great love of our Lord Jesus Christ to spread, and there is our vocation as a Christian, whether student, professor, or staff. We have the good work, not saving, but nonetheless good, of taking care of our studies, our teaching, our labor, our service, our families, and our neighbors. With so much to do, with so much to pray about, with so great a Lord, there is no room for worry, anxiety, or concern. We simply care about the Christ who was and is, who has made us and loved us, and the neighbor he has provided for us. This is all because of him. To God be the glory. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.